good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> everybody happy wednesday or happy whenever you're listening to it hopefully wednesday when it's live welcome to episode 10 of laugh about it with sade champagne on kjbu 99.3 fm i am your host sade champagne and this is a brand new radio show that i have created directed and executive produced here on kjbu 99.3 fm and yes that's me singing on the theme song written by me and executive produced by alberto morello hernandez and the quakes i'll share with you more about me a little later in the episode but it's time to introduce our special guest live in the studio with us professional producer writer comedian food show host and cook mckinnon beaton aka mac beats aka mac meals <laughs> wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up out of your sleep so extra I did not need that to have an introduction. That's insane. Um, actually, you did. I appreciate you it. Did. Thank you. Ventura County native. He is the owner of his own meal prep service, Max Meals. Has been doing stand-up comedy for six years now. Has been producing shows of his own for two years, bringing talent such as Matt Reif, you know, a little very well-known name, Jill Kimmel, Andrew Orofolo, Luke Monez, and many more. Good morning, Mac. How you doing? Good morning, Shadi. How are you? Uh, we are so excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have a blast. And y'all, you can't, well, you can see us if you're watching on social media and you watch the clips, but Mac and I happened to match colors today. We did, we went green on green <laughs> and black on black. Yes, because great minds think alike, you they know. They do. <laughs> so, Mac, you are one of the first people I reached out to about being a guest on Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. This is a new kind of comedy. We feature special and celebrity guest comedians and funny entertainers live in the studio. We share funny and encouraging stories. We hear hilarious memories from the listeners, play music, and much more. And you know how much I believe in comedians. Y'all are superheroes doing the good Lord's work. You just don't have capes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. 
<laughs> so, Mac, have you always been a funny person? And when did you first discover your passion for comedy? Uh, I was actually a late bloomer, too, uh, when it came to finding stand-up. But I think I've always been the the funny person. And, mm-hmm. like, whether it's been a group of friends or even coming through school, I was definitely someone who was, like, a, considered the class clown. Mm-hmm. Um I always had to input some type of humor somewhere, some somehow, some way into any situation because I just like to laugh and that's always been kind of like my passion is yeah. making, just having a good time overall. Um, but when it came to stand-up, I think stand-up was a, was a, was a late, um, late introduction. I think I was introduced to it like around when I was 22, 23 years old mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, once I tried it, I got bit by the bug and I was like, yeah, I got to keep doing this and there's something about a stage that I just really, really enjoy Wow. and um, it all started with a, a roommate that told me about um, his passions for um, theater, and I loved, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I loved his. I loved the way his face lit up when he talked about it. So I was yeah. like, I have to try it. Wow! And so that you know, it kind of took off from there. So mm-hmm. yeah. So share with us a couple of your funniest memories. It can be from when you were growing up, and when you, like you said, being a class clown. It could be from you know as an adult recent whenever you'd like to share a couple funny memories yeah um i think one that comes into my mind is uh i think i get a lot of my sense of humor from uh just the fact that like my parents i think my parents are very funny individuals i think my mom snaps at times where um looking back on it that was pretty funny um but there was one <laughs> instance i remember that i was dri- i was going into costco with my mom and i was um, pushing a shopping cart and as we're walking into Costco, I um, I hit her heels with the shopping cart, and she freaked out. And obviously, I mean, she buckled. I mean, she almost hit the she almost hit the deck. Oh no! Yeah. And then uh, as we're walking into Costco, the person that was um you know checking our Costco membership cards, she was like, "Hey, um, accidents happen," you know. And my mom got up, straightened up, looked at her with this death stare, and was like, "No, they they, they don't happen." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna get my butt whooped when we get to the car." Oh no! And, um, I don't know, looking back on it, I think my mom and my dad both kind of had like this way of like, um, just being, having a way of kind of introduce, like having levity in, in life. And I think that was, that's a beautiful way to live it. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Do you have another favorite, uh, funny moment either growing up or even recent as an adult i feel like they happen every day i feel like <laughs> it was, at least with me i just i feel like i'm like that person i'm like is this happening to me there, there's no way that this is just me right <laughs> like there's just i'm like I, why do i feel like the victim here why is that you know what's going on here um but there's so many there's so many there's yeah. so many that pop up and you're like you know, from outside looking in, this is this is pretty funny. Yeah, this is very funny. It's good you're able to find laughter in those moments. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, you have to. I think life is too short, and I think if you take things too seriously, I think it's it's a can it can be a recipe for disaster. So if you, um, I guess exercise that muscle as mm-hmm. to that little tickle muscle, you know, <laughs> things aren't as bad right. or, yeah, they're not as they're not to be taken that seriously. Right. So comedians have been very cathartic and influential to my life. You know, it's like I think of even as young as a kid watching Def Comedy Jam, watching uh, BT Comic View, and they have given me comfort during some of my hardest times and providing some of my fondest memories. And this year, you know, one of our sayings on the show is we're making space for more laughter, more joy, and more playfulness. Because, you know, everything is too serious. Way too serious. I'm like, oh my God. Y'all need to laugh about it. Yeah. Hey, take a chill pill. (laughs) Take a chill pill and laugh a little bit. But damn. Exactly. And so tune in live every week on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here. And the episode will re-air throughout the week and will also be available to download anywhere that you can stream and download podcasts. So specifically Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, 
and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. So Mac, how did you first get into comedy and when did you know that you wanted to pursue this professionally? So I got into comedy because, um, again, like I said, I had a roommate that was very into theater. And when he talked to me about it, his, his face lit up. And I was mm-hmm. like, I have to try this because he was so um, he was so passionate about it. And so that was one summer that I decided to take an improv class in LA at the Groundlings. Mm-hmm. And I only took one, uh, one semester class, but I was driving out to LA um, uh, twice a week for eight weeks. Wow. And it was just an intro course. And um, I didn't follow up with continuously doing the Groundlings, but the, the instructor was like, if you really, really do like getting on stage and performing, you should find a stage wherever you can. Mm. And I had friends that were like, Mac, you're funny. You should just try stand up. Just try it. Denise Carter was actually one of those people. Oh, yeah. Shout out um, to Denise Carter. Shout out to Denise. And Denise was so kind and she was like, just try it. Just give it, give it a shot. And so once I started doing it, it was kind of a hard, it was hard to grasp because it's such an interesting craft to get a hold of. Um, but it's addictive in the sense of like, once you actually get a room to laugh, it's like, it's like a drug like there's no other. It's insane. It's like being able to get up there and like you're able to speak your truth, but there's a sense of re- relation that mm-hmm. everyone in the room is actually going under. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not. So like all of my experiences, <laughs> you guys can actually s- somewhat have a relation to it. And yeah. that makes you feel like, okay, maybe I'm not, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. This this is cool. And like laughing is just, a, it's a connecting piece. Mm. So I think, you know, it's a, it's a chase. It's a it's a love for the craft and it's a respect for the craft and being able to dial in your craft and get it better over time. I think that's a, that's Mm -hmm. the strive. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know where this career is going, but I'm just trying to make this, I'm just trying to make my craft better. Is it? Right. I love that. If you are a comedian interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to me via social media, Instagram. I am Sade Champagne, Facebook Sade Champagne or Twitter Sade Champagne and email music at gmail.com. We are booked up until almost the end of May, but we're always looking for new guests and comedians, and so and the same goes for musical artists who would like to submit their music to be played on the show. You know, there's the, I feel like this is the first show, radio show of its kind to do this, and so the comedians have been so excited, and they've just been like, we're so thankful for this, and you know, many comedians listen into the show as well, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's some great notes that person gave, and yes, like there's people that are gonna be listening and they're going to hear what you said and be like, yes, when you get the audience to laugh. and, and She's doing God's work, people. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> so, Mac, tell us, you've been in this for about six years now. Tell us about the process of how you write your jokes and develop your comedy stories. What is that looking like for you? You know what? I'm still all over the place. I'm still trying to figure out how to, like, actually do it in a very, uh, uh, I guess, orderly fashion. Yeah. Um, but I think it's ideas that come up, like, when I'm at the grocery store or something like that, or mm-hmm. a thought will pop into my head. I'm like, oh, that might be funny. Yeah. And or like in the situation where I'm just talking to a friend, I could write something down. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that that might be funny. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is that a premise is one thing, but you have to craft a joke mm-hmm. and it's way different. You know, mm-hmm. you could go up on stage with a premise, but it could go that premise could go nowhere. Right. You have to set it up. Right. And so it's a it's a process trying to learn how to craft a joke Um and just learn how to be the best stand-up that you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, I spend time journaling. I spend time writing with myself. I spend time um, just doing a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I think in, the, in those moments, you find a lot of material that it could possibly be very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is about stand-up is that what you think is funny is not necessarily always funny to the audience. So <laughs> you bring it to them and you're like, hey guys, what's up with blackberries? And they're like, we find this topic boring. Move on. And you're like, oh, okay, got it for sure. All right, what's up with the marbles, guys? You know, it's like you just have to learn how to like right. 
one to them and yeah. bring something that's relatable. Right. And um, there's a serious process to that. So. And then have you noticed too that some things, you know, comedy is very subjective as well too. And so some things that's funny to some people will not be not, funny to others. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to find you know, someone who's a comedy fan like me and not just a fan of comedy of only certain types. Yes, I may lean towards some types of comedy that I enjoy the most. However, I can, I love Jim Gaffigan. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And people would be shocked to know the different types of people. And there's another guy, I was gonna find his name, but he's another hilarious comedian that I love that maybe people wouldn't expect because they oftentimes may expect you only like someone who's the same culture, gender, yeah. you know, race, whatever of you, faith. And so, I think that's what's interesting too is for you and Maddie was talking about this Maddie Chimber. He's like trying to find things that make a lot of people laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, I've heard this uh, this quote I've heard pop up a lot of uh, in the time of being in this industry. I've uh, heard different strokes for different folks, mm -hmm. and you know, you 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 know, I think once you start developing your own voice in comedy you start to attract your own audience. Mm -hmm. So it's it takes time to build an audience. It takes time to figure out what your voice is. Yes. So, um, you know, you can't be too harsh on yourself during the process. Yes, and, and you have to be patient. And I think that's what's great about seeing you too, because even though you are, you know, a producer as well, you know, you are a comedian, you're a writer, you know, all these different things you do, you're still very new at it. And I think it's great for people to see that because so they're new. always so seeing, new. they're always seeing the uh, extremes or mostly just the people who've been doing it for a long time. And like you said, it takes a long time. Yeah. I remember Simon Cowell told someone years ago, he talks about how he told someone who had uh, basically found him and wanted to audition for him and, and he told him how great they were. He was like, wow, in 10 years, you're gonna really get somewhere. And the person looked at him like, What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm here right now. Yes, they were heartbroken like 10 years. And it was funny, cause I'm like, this June is gonna make 18 years that I've been living and pursuing my dreams professionally. Insane. 18 years and still got that same fire and excitement. How and <laughs> does she do it, folks? But you know what I'm saying? Like, I love that you said that it takes a while. You it know? does. I mean, I've heard the the quote, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Yes, and it's like, minimum. <laughs> you also don't want to grow up too early yeah, either. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to show up to a venue of 100,000 people yeah. and just not be ready for my moment. It's like, yes. I would much rather grind it out for as long as I can. Yes. And then when that moment comes and I'm ready for it, boom, let's do it. Yes. But I don't want to show up to a 100,000 person venue and yes. not show up with like, what, four minutes of material? Yes. That would be insane. Yes. All those people would boo me off that stage. <laughs> and to be ready on the inside for what can happen. Yeah, Because a lot exactly. of people, they, you know, um, they glamorize a lot of the things that we do and they don't realize you have to internally, which we're going to get more into that in the episode because you've been doing a lot of great work for your physical health, mental and emotional health. But people don't realize you have to be ready on the inside, on the inside for out. the things that you want to happen which on is why outside. we see so many people crush because it's like whatever you thinking like oh me being successful me having this money me having all these women these men whomever is going to make me happy but no it's going to reveal more of what you already mm -hmm. believe and so i think that's really great that you shared that you want to be ready for that yeah so mac out of all your talents and creative gifts you have so many mm. which one is your favorite um uh, so hard. I, I uh, <laughs> is it like asking you which is your favorite child? Because that's like, the question. Yeah, it's like having eight, it's like having eight sports cars and asking which <laughs> one's your favorite. And it's like I don't know. My mood changes. <laughs> I don't know. I think I you know I find myself to be blessed that I uh, find myself in so many different crafts because yeah. um, if one craft is um, being too abusive to me, mm -hmm. I have another craft that I can fall back on, mm -hmm. which is always nice. So it's like this back and forth of, That's good. um, with food, I can get frustrated with food. I love cooking, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And, um, that was my first love. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when food gets frustrating, I can always go hit a stage and yeah. I can go talk about something. That's good. And vice versa. If mm-hmm. um if I have a rough night on stand up, what's gonna comfort me? Yeah. Food. Mm, so it's true. like this back and forth and it's um yeah. it's it's I loved I love people. I love talking to people. Yeah. Um I like being able to learn how to make people laugh um mm. through this craft. Right. Um but I also really loved being able to nourish people's souls with my food and that's always mm-hmm. that's always been something that I've fallen in love with at such a young age. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. I can totally see you one day having your own like comedy food show. And so I'm putting that out there. I'm praying for you about that. I'm going to be cheering you on and just visualizing it for you. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) And seeing that, you know, I've been pretty right about a lot of these things more than more than half of the things (laughs) I speak into existence. Let's let's talk it out. Let's talk it out. Let's (laughs) let's talk as much as possible to put this into existence (laughs) in the universe. So how have comedy and laughter helped you in life? Comedy and laughter. Um, again, I think it. I think having le- having a, a spunkiness uh, go walking through this life. I think it, it kind of allows me to again not take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. It allows me to kind of look at things on the glasses half full, and mm-hmm. um, and also I think it. Um, I think when you're known to be the person that that can make people laugh, I think mm-hmm. um, you kind of carry this gift where you can kind of make people feel better about themselves, and mm-hmm. people feel comfortable with you. People feel not judged by you, mm-hmm. and um, there's a sense of safety that I can offer because of the mm-hmm. fact that it doesn't matter how tough things are going with your life. I know how to like deflect in a way mm-hmm. where it's not not making you feel like you're not being heard, mm. but also in a way of like, it's not that bad. Mm. Um, yeah. Because we all go through it. We all go through yeah. really, really tough times in our life. And right. I think it's really important if, again, like I said, like you need to be able to exercise that that muscle to be able to get yourself out of those times to be able to kind of create some levity for yourself. So, mm. yeah. That's good. And so I want to share um, one of my favorite my favorite joke or memory of you or something about you that makes me laugh. And for me, oh, no. what I love. Oh, no, don't tell him, Shadi. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't do it. What, no, it's what I love is your facial expression when you're on stage, like after you say something funny and you're like looking off like deep into space and it cracks me up. I don't know if you realize that you do that. I don't know. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> sure. And you like look up like you're just trying to, you're like, huh, like you're looking deep into space and it cracks me up. I'm just trying to figure things out. And, and also you're very conversationally, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm making it up right now. Y'all know I love etymology. And so you're conversationally funny too, you know, and uh, so that always cracks me up. And you just be, even if it's just in a message and, yeah. and I get I could start cracking up by something that you've said or even if it's like in our conversations or things and it's just um, really funny. And then also, of course, I love how you are sharing your inner and outer transformation with your audience and supporters. And we're going to talk more about that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you want to incorporate comedy, joy and laughter more in your life and career this year and more playfulness? Uh. I think I'm already, I don't, I wouldn't know how to do more of it because I feel like I'm already doing it. And uh, I don't know if you have any suggestions on how I can input more of that stuff, please let me know because I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing my best to kind of input uh, laughter, good times, and just uh, uh, like a stress free m- yeah. mindfulness yeah. practice in my day to day. I That's feel like good. I'm doing that already. But yeah, if, yeah again, if you could do, <laughs> if I, th- I could do more, I'm open for suggestions. I think just staying on the track that you're staying on, allowing yourself to continue being around more people, sharing and promoting about all the amazing things yeah. you're doing. And, you know, and just keeping it going. Yeah, just vibing. Yes. So we're going into a song break. This is one of my favorite songs, and it's great for hump day. This is Rise by Trevin Hunt. And we want you to keep listening to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. 
much more that I could be, but I was just so full of uncertainty. Yes, I was. Heard a voice deep inside telling me that fear is just a lie, and I won't let it stop me from living my life. So now it's time to take control. I'll grab the wheel and won't let go. No matter where this road may Every morning I wake up, I'll think 
love that song. <laughs> Welcome back to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. We're helping you get through hump day. You're listening to episode 10 and we have the incredible Hulk, hilarious and gracious Mac Beats live in the studio with us. <laughs> Ladies, Mac is out here. He is single and ready to mingle. Oh, and so <laughs> he is <laughs> ready for y'all. <laughs> DMs are open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so God. I told him I was going to tell so y'all annoying. that already before. If you want to be a sponsor for my Laugh About It radio show or donate to any of the work I'm doing, please reach out via email or on my social media. Before we go into a game with Mac, we have some comedy event announcements. So first, tonight... Tonight, tonight, Wednesday, March 22nd, Copper Blues in Oxnard from 7 to 10 p.m. Denise Carter presents Open Mic for Comedians. You could win a chance to open for a major headliner at Oxnard Levity Live. So going out to Copper Blues tonight, and it's Open Mic for Comedians, but also performers too. You know, I sang a little something the day before the week, the last one, which is the first one. And I'm like, you know what? Why not have a singer to open up for a comedian? I'll get everyone all hyped and having a fun time. And so so come on out. It's free. If you want to attend, I believe it's a $5, um, a $5 entry fee, but it's worth it because these comedians are awesome. Mac was one of the ones there last week and he did or last time and he did great. Friday, March 24th and Saturday, March 26th at Copa Comedy Club, formerly known as Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Skip Clark and Richard Chasler are live this, this Friday and this Saturday. Get your tickets at 805-645-1500. That's 805-645-1500. And lastly, we're going to talk more more about this in the episode next Wednesday, March 29th at the Grape and Ventura. Max Meals and Let Loose Comedy presents 7.30 p.m. They have an amazing comedy show that is happening. I'm excited. I went to the one last month and it was so much fun. Ended up making connections and friends with other with more great comedians. And I was so thankful to be able to have attended. And so they are so awesome. Mac and Chris, who is, is also the executive producer with Mac, they have given me an amazing code for all my listeners and supporters when you go to Eventbrite and you type in Let Loose Comedy and you'll also see it in my stories Max stories as well type in the promo code Laugh with Sade all one word Laugh with Sade and you'll get a discount because we're looking out for y'all that's what I like to do for my supporters and lastly Maddie Chimber has a ton of upcoming shows make sure you go to MaddieChimber.com y'all know he is my favorite new to me comedian and so check him out it will be one of the best decisions you made all right so Mac yes we're going to play say what where we ask you rapid fire questions and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind okay are you ready ready favorite comedian Bill Burr best live comedy show you've ever attended Bill Burr show. <laughs> when was the last time you laughed really hard? Uh, with you when the rain started this morning. <laughs> Best compliment you've ever received from a fan or audience member? You're aging like a fine wine. <laughs> I told him that, Joe. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to coin that forever. It's in my pocket forever. Uh, you know, you got to let your peoples know. Yeah. What do you love most about being a comedian? Um... The freeness of it. The fact that I get to, um, it's a platform for me to be an exaggerated version of myself. Mm, yeah. Favorite joke of yours? Um, favorite joke of mine. I'm working on a joke right now that I'm uh, I'm going to therapy right now. And the whole idea of when you go into therapy, you basically walk into a room and there's a stranger that says, um, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you were to do that for anything, I think that's a terrible sell. Like, if you, yes. 
like yeah. anything. I mean, yeah. if you walked into like a McDonald's and they're like, well, the menu's good, but it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot. I mean, just anything. That's like, a I terrible fun before I buy it. Yeah. What the, <laughs> why would you tell someone <laughs> that anything? I don't know. I just, I'm working on that and I'm crafting it, but I think there's some funny things in there. Yes. Favorite type of comedy to perform. Um, uh, humor about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. What brings you joy? Um, seeing other people happy who or what inspires you um other people that are doing cool stuff mm. favorite comedy movie uh something with jim carrey oh love something jim, jim carrey carrey yeah yes funniest joke you've ever heard uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's a hard da, one na, na, there's so many out there na, na, na. Can you tell us at least one? Dun, oh boy, uh, the favorite joke. Uh, why? Did, oh, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because. <laughs> because. <laughs> because. That's a dad joke. I haven't that's heard a, that one yeah, before. It's a, it's a <laughs> terrible dad joke, but yeah. Boom, boom. That's just, a knee slapper. I just slapped my knee right now. <laughs> that's a knee slapper. Our next segment coming up is appropriately titled, What's Next? And we want you to please tell us about what you're currently working on, what you have coming up. Share with us anything you'd like to promote from the past, present, or future. Because as you know, doing the work that we do, something that you could have done forever ago, mm -hmm. some people are just finding out about it now, so now it's yeah. new to them. And yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I kind of have that phrase, new to me. Mm -hmm. So this is your time to promote everything, share with us everything that you're working on, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, right now I'm currently working on uh, my 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 business uh, Max Meals, which is a uh, meal prep service for uh, for Ventura County, and uh, we promote healthy eating, uh, clean, um, healthy meals that are ready to go for you. So that way, you just take off the lid and you can microwave it. Um, every single week, we feature four different meals um, on a menu, and then you can buy a package of five meals, seven meals, or eleven meals. Um, so if you find yourself uh, struggling with having food, healthy food. Um, that's accessible to you and also convenient. Um, why give yourself the stress in trying to create meal prep when you can just order from Max Meals? Um, mm. you and know. you're a great model for what you do too, because they'll see you and they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's in great shape and yeah. and he's actually practicing what he preaches." One hundred percent. Yeah, and I always I'm always seeing on people's stories around town because you serve service a lot of people that we know from Denise Carter mm -hmm. to Lacey Green. I know you have with Miss Allenette many like well known names in the community. Mm -hmm. You have meal prep for them, and mm -hmm. they trust your your services and your work. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very, very, very thankful and very, very grateful to be um, placed in a position of trust where people mm -hmm. like people like these people yeah. um, trust me with something delicate like their food choices. And that's the most important. Like, that's, honestly, that's huge. right that's up huge. there with sleep and water, food is everything. Food is everything. <laughs> and it's so hard to get people to change out what they've been doing for so many years. Mm -hmm. And there's more of a connective piece that that food Ha that people have to food more than you think. Yes. And it's really, it's so hard because I've already gone through my own transition of, mm -hmm. of health and, yeah. um, you know, I've lost 35 pounds in the past six months. Oh my gosh, y'all, we're going to be talking more yeah. about that too because it is incredible. And I think with just with that, like it's just, I had to change things up so yeah. and that that's hard to do. And a lot mm -hmm. of people already have these preset notions with what they think nutrition is mm -hmm. and they wonder why they're not yeah. getting their goals or yeah. reaching. It's like, well, because what you're doing is, <clears throat> not going to say it's wrong, yeah. but you can definitely clean it up. And right. here I am coming off the street telling you how you can change it up. Yeah. And you don't believe me. Right. So it can be, 
it's a little personal. Yeah. Food, food oh, is a very, very personal relationship. It's just as with people. much mental and emotional and spiritual yes. as it is physical. Yeah, and, and also, relational, social. Yeah, and the toughest part is, is that like not only is food personal, but it's also it has a personal tie with family and culture. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. So it's yeah. like if I'm telling you that, hey, what you've been doing is wrong, and that's why you're not reaching your goals, you'd be like, yeah. whoa, my mom and dad did it like this. <laughs> and you're like, okay, whoa, 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 I was not. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go down that road. I'm just yes. saying that you could clean up your act a little bit. Yes. But again, who am I? Right. You know, so a lot of people think that like they want to hold their food choices close to the chest. And right. it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah. there's a reason why we do this and it's it's to help you out. It's right. not to, it's not to project. It's not, right. it's just. And they can I, always have balance too. Yeah. And it, with Max Meals, we understand that you're busy. We yeah. understand that you don't want to cook. We understand that it's, it's very stressful trying to yeah. go to the grocery store and then find out what, yeah. that's an errand for people. Right. And then not alone, not, not just that, you have to make all this food, right. contain it. And then you also have to clean up your kitchen. Yeah. That sounds like a chore. Yeah. Like yeah. no one wants to do that. Right. So yeah. that's what we're here for. We're just here to make your life easier. Awesome. And then so. where can people find out more information about that? where can they sign up where can they hire you uh you can find all the information on www.maxmeals.com m-a-c-k-s uh meals uh, com, and then you can find all of our menu items on there and you can find um our service and uh just type in your zip code and if uh you are within the confines of the ventura county area we can deliver to you or you can pick up and mm-hmm. uh we all of our meals go out on monday afternoon mm-hmm. um so if you don't want to do delivery you can always pick up your food at slate bistro out in camarillo oh, okay so um we have partnered together um a slate bistro and max meals and that's um basically our home oh, okay to be able to distribute all of our food so wow yeah that's great and then of course we want to talk about let loose comedy show yes and ma'am. your production company so let's mm-hmm. talk about the show coming up next wednesday and all the great details about that i already highlighted a bit but i want to go into the depths of yeah everything yeah so the um last couple months i've been able to uh step into the executive producer's chair over at the grape in ventura mm-hmm. and um we've been putting on two shows uh we did a show in january we did one in february and wow. we're, we're coming up one uh next week next wednesday yes and um I think the cool thing is is that uh, Max Meals has been able to play a part as sponsorship for mm. these shows, wow. which has been such a beautiful piece uh, f- to make this all of this possible yeah. and for the grape to even believe in this vision. And that's when Chris, um, Chris Williams. Uh, He'll be on the show next week. Next week, yeah. He's uh, he's the executive producer for Let Loose Comedy out in Santa Barbara. Yes. And that's when he approached me and he's like, I think we should form to band together and yes. do a partnership and to be able to try to bring um a fantastic show to the grape next wednesday and um for future shows to you know to set forth so um this is our attempt and i think this is uh, really going to bring some really fun comedy into ventura county and uh we're excited how this is going to turn out tell us about like all the comedians that are coming what time it is how people yeah. can get their tickets yeah so um so we have all of our tickets set up on eventbrite you can um you can find the link on uh, on our uh on our bio. Um, but we have Sean Grant. Sean Grant's going to be headlining. He's been touring all over the country. He's been uh, featured on um, True TV. Um, we have comics that have been featured on Hulu. We have comics that have been featured on Netflix, Prime Video. Um, and the show is at 730. So, you know, it's going to be 
couple hours, you'll be home by 10. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't like going out on a Wednesday night and being home by 10? That way you can be at work, the place that you really want to be, <laughs> like at 8 o'clock in the morning the next morning. I mean, you got your certain amount of sleep that you needed. So um, pay for a sitter if you have kids. Um, if you don't have kids, you need to come out because, I mean, who doesn't like to laugh? Yeah. Um, you know I'm telling I mean? you, I had so much fun last yeah. month. and It's I literally told a them, blast. I told them it was worth like a $30 show. I was like, this is worth more than what I paid for it and I really enjoyed the comedians and it was just was such a fun time and so if you go to Eventbrite as well you can type in Let Loose Comedy the show will come up and then type in promo code Laugh with Sade all one word L-A-U-G-H-W-I-T-H-S-A-D-E and you'll type that promo code in and you'll get a special discount because we're looking out for y'all. And so, as you know, I love supporting comedians, you know, working comedians, professional comedians, even up and coming comedians. You have no idea where people could be headed and you get to be a part of their journey. And then, of course, you get to laugh. And that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself. Is there anything else that you want to share that you have coming out that you're working on that you want to promote anything from past, present or future? Uh, just the, the comedy shows that we have going on, uh, the food show that I have going on that's associated with the Max Meals page. Yeah, and, which uh, is fun. It's so fun. And then just, uh, yeah, and then just trying to get more clients to be able to serve more people. Great. I love that. So we, I want to have you actually, you, you hinted at this a bit already, but we want to know more, more about your fitness, health, and wellness journey. And I think it's so great because you're showing the importance of being not only fit on the outside but on the inside too so tell us about that of your tell us about your fitness health and wellness journey and how does this help you to be a better performer entrepreneur and just help your overall quality of life oh man that's a that's loaded uh man how do we uh how do we tackle it um I think it started all last year. I think I, I think I just kind of um, stepped into a different mindset, and mm -hmm. I think that's where it started. I think it started back in like June of last year, and I just I think it was I, I started with um, my thirtieth birthday was coming up, and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm, why not try to get the best I've ever looked by yeah. thirty? Why yeah. not? Yeah. And and, you, um, and so we're at that time where you not feeling really well um, physically. Did you feel like burned out? Did you not feel confident? Like what were the things that you felt? led you into wanting to feeling and looking your best by 30? Um, so I think it was a, I think it was a, a I think it was an amalgam of things. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was like some influences that I had in my life at the time where um, it was kind of creating some comfortability with myself. And, um, you know, I was already athletic as it was, and I was hovering around 205 pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I kind of looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. I kind of like want to start maybe pushing in the direction of trying to look the best that I've ever looked by 30. Mm -hmm. And then as I lost 10 pounds, I got to 195. I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe we're onto something here. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of really dialed it, really dialed it in and started, you know, upping my workouts, maybe doing two to three, two days a week. Mm -hmm. And then, um, really stepping up and then i had a friend of mine approach me and she was like we should do a marathon and i was like uh, uh, uh okay what makes you think i can do a marathon what stupid what bet let's do it <laughs> and so like you know i started training for it and then as I continuously started training, I started taking, you know, more serious steps as to like the nutritional part, the mindset mm -hmm. part, mm -hmm. um, actually the physical aspect of like what your body's going to take on if you want to take on a marathon. Mm. So I really, really stepped up my, my workout game and I was doing probably six, seven workouts a week. And when was your marathon? When was that marathon? Uh, that was like three, four weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I finished it. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Uh, five hours and twenty four minutes. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, that was that was brutal. It was the most Ugh. painful thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I bet. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not <laughs> uh, gonna yeah, you. don't do it. Don't follow. I'm a leader, not a follower. So stupid. <laughs> um, but I think that was uh, I think that was a, a major turning point. The fact that I was actually able to do something like that, and yeah. I was like, okay, let's really amp this up. Yeah. And again, in six to eight months, I've lost thirty five pounds. So wow. I was. Hovering around 204, 205 pounds. Yeah. And now I'm around 172, 173 pounds. Yeah. Wow. And do you yeah. feel like it helps you to be a better performer, entrepreneur, and just your overall quality of life? 100%. I mean, um, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you know that you have to be going 100 miles an hour every yeah. single day. And yeah. there's no there's no rest days for us. Right. There's no sick days. Right. Who, if you call in sick, who's going to take care of Sade's job? Exactly. Sade is one of one. Mac <laughs> is one yeah. of one. Yeah. And um, I know that if I'm going to stay at my peak optimal physicality, yeah, uh, that's going to allow me to perform at my best when it comes to any craft that I'm doing. Right. Especially, especially being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Being in the kitchen is such a physically taxing, demanding job. Yeah. And you are lifting boxes. You are lifting heavy saute pans. Yeah. There's hot pans. There's there's yeah. hot ovens. There's sharp knives everywhere. Yeah. It's not a it's a dangerous place to be wow. working in. Yeah. And. If you are not in shape, the, all it takes is for you to bend over, pick up a potato box yeah. that's 50 pounds, and your back is gone. Oh, my God. That's all it takes. Yeah. And if you're not fit, then you're yeah. going to be left in the dust. Yeah. And again, like even mopping the floor, sweeping the floor, yeah. that's all physically taxing work. Right. So if I'm not performing at my optimum, you know, yeah. body, yeah. then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel tired. And that's how I was feeling last year. Wow. I was feeling run down. Yeah. After a 12-hour shift, I wanted to go home and die. <laughs> Like it he was. Said, I don't think I could make it. I, I can't make another day. This is terrible. And I would sleep until noon the next day because yeah. I was so wiped. Yeah. But now it's like a twelve-hour shift. Is yeah, it's hard and it's yes. taxing, but right. I can get through it. Yeah, you know. And it's like okay, I, maybe I can go even have a drink afterwards. Yeah, you know. But like before, it was just I'm beelining to my couch. Yeah. But now it's yeah. like yeah, I, I, right. twelve hours. Oh, okay, all right, all right. All right. Like, I right. think I got this. I think I got it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, here comes another twelve-hour shift. Great. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, you get yeah. you get with it. But like, yeah. honestly, at the end of a twelve-hour shift, if you drop something, or yeah. if I, I was if I drop something off of a prep table, yeah. I would scream at the heavens yeah. because I was so like physically taxed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. And I think, too, I'm starting to see a lot more male comedians and male entertainers and entrepreneurs that are really taking their health seriously, yeah. you know, and that are wanting to, you know, be in the best shape ever. Like I see one of my dear friends, Ellis Wynn, he's in his 50s. He looks incredible. He's yeah. like the Incredible Hulk, too. Um, Skip Clark, I think, is in his 60s. He's he looks like, great. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And Another he, one that's aging like a fine yes, wine. And yeah. So, and he runs as well, too. And so I just love seeing this. And I think it's incredible. You know, Matt Reif as well. Well, Maddie Chamber so cut, so yes. cut, dude. <laughs> it so, helps with the yeah. with being on stage. I think yes. it really, really does help because it keeps you sharp. Yes. And I know that if if I'm gonna do something so physically yeah. exhausting and yeah. hard in yeah. at a gym at a yes. gym workout, yeah. What is talking to strangers right. on a stage for ten minutes? What's and that? Sometimes y'all are up very late, and so it's like, yeah. and they go right, may go right to eating the worst foods, and yes. so and not working out. So I think it's you have to be mentally that. sharp. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and you talk a lot about therapy, and um, I love that you include that in your comedy as well, yeah. and sharing your story. Why is mental health so important, and what made you want to share about this openly on stage? Um, I think it was just more so of the fact that like. Um, you know, I I personally was uh, dating. I mean, you know, I've gone through you know enough. Uh, I've dated and uh, around enough, and um, 
<laughs> a lot of around. I've dated around, and a lot of those relationships kind of have fell to the wayside. And I have kind of taken it upon myself where I'm like, I know that I'm not. There's no way that it's these women that I'm dating. It's there's no way I I have to be part of the problem too. And so that was just more of like, okay, I think. I should, you know, step up to the plate and maybe go to therapy and maybe figure some things out. Mm. Maybe check on, check out what's going on underneath the hood. Yeah. Um, because it, again, it's not. There's no way it's just these women that I'm dating. Mm. So I've, you know, took it upon myself and started doing this journey. And uh, through that, this self discovery journey, I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about, you know, why I do the things that I do. Mm. And I think that a lot of the things that I do, I find funny. Mm. And I'm like, okay, let's maybe package this up and bring it to the stage yeah. and um wow. if i can share it with a therapist i mean mm-hmm. who are these people i'm never gonna see again <laughs> i don't i'm never gonna see you ever yeah. again in my life yeah you know but my therapist i'm gonna check in with him next yeah. week so yeah you know again if i can do the work in therapy yeah what's 10 minutes talking to strangers yeah and I think that's so important for you to share. We don't hear enough stories like yours. I know there are many more men who are on the path that you're on, but we don't hear them as often. We hear more of the polarizing stories. So I think it's great that you're able to share this as a public figure, as an entertainer, and you have no idea how many other men and people you could be encouraging. Yeah. And so I just want to, I salute you on that and encourage you to keep going. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's all mostly because of the positive boys that I've been hanging out with. Yeah. I, I've some friends that are that are also going to therapy so i they, love that they were telling me the positive influence and i was like all right cool let's do it that's incredible man yeah so how do you balance and you know you may obviously still be working on this yourself so you're like shade i don't know how to answer this question <laughs> but how do you balance like with having multiple full-time jobs you know with uh-huh. um, max meals with mac beats you know your comedy as well yeah. and your your meal prep business and of course being a public figure and being on social media and then wanting to have like a social life and be you know a dating life and be just a normal human being how are you able to balance all of these things what does that look like and what are if you have some as you're learning this what are some words of encouragement or wisdom that you can give to other people other comedians entertainers who are also trying to find that balance. You know what? I don't think there is a perfect balance in which I've found, but you know, I just, uh, I do my best to um, give time to what I find important. Yeah. Um, and as long as I'm doing that, then I think we're good. Mm-hmm. But as long as I, I think the second I start forgetting about me and start yeah. really just doing it for the people, Yeah. And then I'm kind of just forgetting about myself, right. and I, I think that's a that's a recipe for disaster because that's not mm. balanced. That's yeah. that's like just what is it people pleasing? Right. So um, as long as I'm taking care of myself first, I think we'll always mm. find a good balance because mm. my crafts are for the people. Right. And they've always been that way. It's mm. never been about me. Yeah, I love doing it, but yeah. it's always been for the love of the food is yeah. in turn making other people feel good. Yeah. Um, but again, I think I, I just need to focus on the things that really make me happy. Right. So that's I good. Think that's the balance. Right. That I love that too because, you know, oftentimes we're navigating through a lot. You know what I mean? It yeah. start. You either have to have a very large supportive team or family members or be able to financially afford to have people help you because if not, like you have to do everything yourself and you yeah. have to learn how to do it yourself. You know. And I remember one of my inspirations, Tyler Perry, talked about this where he was like, "I want to know how to do everything myself." Because first off, I'm not going to ask someone to do something that I wouldn't do. And then secondly, if I don't have people available to do it, 
I need to know how to do these things. Right. And then it's obviously as we're able to grow and build, we can start delegating. But like you said, I think that's great. In the meantime, like you said, we learn how to focus on the things that mean the most to us. And, you know, and there's not necessarily a perfect balance, but we do the best we can mm-hmm. every day. Exactly. So, you, do with, you do with what you can with what you got. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what's currently what's something you're currently working on and trying to make funny? Uh, currently working on to try to make funny like a joke or something that you're currently working on or a subject matter or a story from your life that you're currently working on uh, I'm working on right now I'm trying to learn how to make a joke about like just my overall demeanor mm-hmm. and I noticed that um, you, your demeanor does crack me up yeah <laughs> it, it cracks me up but I feel like it uh, how to quote unquote uh, how do you say uh, yeah. it, it finds me in the friend zone a lot and it, yeah it's okay it's I'm not yeah. here to you know get get sympathy points from yeah. you but I it, know um, <laughs> but I think with just my demeanor I, it's very um, yeah it's very jovial and yeah. it's very uh, rambunctious and it's yeah. very, it can be very loud sometimes yeah. and I feel like um, you know, women like a man of mystery. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, <laughs> men that don't talk that much, yeah. you know, they want to, he doesn't talk that much. What's going on in his yeah. head? You know what's going on in my head because I, <laughs> I got a mouth on me. So, you know, there's no sense of mystery. Yeah. But like right now, I'm just trying to work on a joke. Like I, yeah. I feel like I'd kill it at a Chili's. Yeah. Like as a server. <laughs> I just, that's where I should be yeah. at. Yeah. Like honestly, I would probably be employee of the month. Like, <laughs> 24 months in a row just yeah. killing it at Chili's just killing it that's funny so I'm just trying to I'm really just trying to work how to yeah. make my personality yeah. and my um, I guess like my my struggles with dating yeah um, along with uh, tie it in with my personality so yeah. again it, it ties in with why I like stand up and how it's uh, it allows me to have an exaggerated version of myself yeah so. Um, and you know yeah. I'm sorry ladies to put you out there like that but you know I like to be fair speaking as a woman we don't know what we want <laughs> just like men I'm not, I'm not, you said like, it not me you said like it not me don't know what they want. we don't know what we want you said it not me <laughs> And I think those are funny things that people could talk about because one minute it's like, oh, you want him to be mysterious. And the next minute it's like, oh, he doesn't open up and talk to me. And we're like, y'all, which one? And, you know, that's why we got all this stuff happening in the world is because nobody knows what they want. Yeah. And nobody knows how to be honest and say, I don't know what I want. Yeah. It was so, it was so funny. Is that the, second I, the second I get abs and the second I get I jump into therapy and yeah. I'm going on this journey, I'm like, all right, where are the ladies at? Because that's I've heard that's what they want. I've heard. I heard they want a studly of a man. I heard they, yeah. they want a man in therapy that's yes. working on himself. Yes. I've heard that they want abs like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and I'm like, I got all of it. What's up, ladies? Yes. And then still nothing. I'm like, okay, cool. Bet. Got it. Got it. So I don't know what y'all want. It's so funny. Although be careful what you ask for, though, because you'd be like, you'd be like, shutting all these girls and then it'd be a whole bunch of city girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'd be like, that's not what I was talking about. You were so silly. So we're going to go on our final song break and then we'll be back to do a couple quick segments and wrap up the show. This is one of my absolute favorite songs, Back to Life by Alicia Keys from one of my all time favorite books and films. If you have not seen it or read it, you need to Queen of Cotway. This is from the movie soundtrack. It is Back to Life. Keep listening to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on 99.3 FM. Just trying to 
Welcome back to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. I'm still here with my dear friend, the effervescent kind and multifaceted Mac Beats, aka McKinnon Beaton. That's his like actual government name, aka you can't Max tell them that. Meals. <laughs> aka all the things. All of the things. All right, that's crazy. You're 30 now. Turning, I know. Is that I'm turning 36 this year. She's this is gonna like be a, a fine wine, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's gonna be a great year for if all of us. You could see what I could see. <laughs> Thank you, back. So our next segment is Let's Go. This is where I review live comedy shows, events, and movies I've attend, I've seen or attended recently. So I just want to share about Camp Courage. It's taking place at Hillcrest Center for the Arts in Thousand Oaks. I went for the opening week or the opening show last Saturday. And their last two showings are this Saturday, March 25th at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. at Hillcrest Center for the Arts. So Camp Courage is a production that was written by Victoria Sayeg Carr and Mitchell Boring from aka shout out to Bright Youth directed by Victoria Sayeg Carr, Mitchell Boring and Amy Wynn Moore. I met Victoria and Mitch through Bright Youth and they are phenomenal actors, performers, writers, youth advocates, mental health advocates, suicide prevention, bullying prevention, drug and alcohol abuse prevention. They're just incredible. And so this play, Camp Courage, it's so fun and it's like for kids and uh, young people, but adults can love it, will love it too. And it's just a really cool play that they wrote and it includes dancing in there. And I love it because it had me cracking up at this story that they shared and it was very inspiring and uplifting. I don't want to give it away to you because you guys have got to go and see it for yourself but i want you to go to hillcrestarts.com and just to give you a little bit about the play it says when a small kid is dropped off at a big intimidating camp for the summer he must earn the camp's medals of courage so he can beat the odds and prove themselves to the world or at least to their sixth grade class camp courage is a story of how of how one unremarkable kid becomes the most celebrated hero of all time and it's so cute and funny and sweet and so everyone go check that out it's camp courage at hillcrest center for the arts march 25th 1 p.m and 3 p.m shout out to victoria and mitch our final segment is it's all good so this ma this mac is where we share a good news story that that is happening we all need more good news positivity and optimism we're often only hearing about the negative and bad things happening but there are also great things happening too there are good things to celebrate so i sign up um, for the goodnewsnetwork.org to get good news sent to me every day and so they share the good news around the world this story says man finally meets the family that hid him during nazi holocaust 80 years ago and visits the house holy snot <laughs> And this is via the goodnewsnetwork.org, February 7th, so just last month. An elderly Belgian man was able to meet the descendants of a neighbor who saved him from the Holocaust after his perseverant son and a helpful gen geneticist managed to track down his grandchildren. The meeting was organized in the same house where a five-year-old David Rossler was hidden along with his mother, now 85. Rossler had a chance to thank the grandchildren for what their grandfather, George... Georges Burlet had done. Mr. Burlet lived in Odergem, Brussels, with his four adolescent children, Paul, Jacques, Anne-Marie, and Christiane. 
Together, they gave shelter to Rossler and his mother towards the end of the war in 1944 after Rossler's uncle and grandfather had already been seized and sent to Auschwitz. In the present day, David Rossler's son, Lionel, had tried for years to find the family that hid his father and grandmother, thanks to social media. See, this is why social media is such a great thing. And genealogist Marie Capart at My Heritage, he was able to track down Anne-Marie's son, Xavier. After browsing records and cross-referencing data, Marie found an Anne-Marie Borlay born in Argergem in 1929, said Lionel. She discovered that Anne-Marie married someone with the same name, Dead Dunker. I'm so sorry, I'm butchering all these names, and had five children, all of them possibly still alive. After a bit of more research, Capert found Xavier, one of George's Burlett's grandsons, and managed to contact him. Through Xavier, Capart got in contact with all five grandchildren of Georges Borlet and explained explain that Lionel hoped to be able to introduce them to David, whom their grandfather had saved when he was just a boy. It became clear that one of the grandchildren lived in the very house that David was hidden in, after which a meeting was set up there. This is wild. It was an incredibly emotional day for us, Lionel explained. I was able to see with my own eyes the place where my father was kept safe from the Germans all those years ago. If I had Mr. Borlay in front of me, I would want to kiss him, David said, to say thank you with all of my body, with all of my life. I am alive. I have a family of which I am very, very, very proud of. Ooh, this get me a little emotional, y'all. To tell him that my life is thanks to him. Nine people were saved thanks to what he did, Lionel added. My brother, myself, and our children would not be here today if not for his courage and kindness. In Jewish tradition, there is a saying that he who saves one life saves all of humanity. Wow. He who saves one life saves all of humanity. George Bo- Borlet saved humanity nine times over. We are submitting our testimony to Yad Vashem in hopes that he will be recognized for his heroism and granted the title of righteousness among the nations, said Lionel, referencing the Israeli civilian honor for those who risked their lives to save Jews during the Holocaust. What a mouthful. <laughs> I know that was a lot of words, but I think it was so beautiful to share that story and the importance of being reminded of so many things that people have been through and the wonder and beauty and splendor of humanity. And so that just blows my mind. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 10 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. Thank you to our special guest, McKinnon Beaton, a.k.a. Mac Beats, a.k.a. Max Mills. Please follow him on IG at M-A-C-K-B-E-A-T-S underscore or M-A-C-K-S dot M-E-A-L-S. And his website is MacMeals.com. M-A-C-K-M-E-A-L-S. M-A-C-K-S. Oh, wow. There's an S in there. Max Meals. It's possessive. Wow. It's my meals. Well, <laughs> Max Meals. That makes sense. There yeah. was a little typo in there. My bad. Yeah. MaxMeals.com. M-A-C-K-S-M-E-A-L-S.com. You can also book him on his social media and website as well. I love to use my platform, energy, gifts, and talents to make a positive impact in my community around the world. My upcoming live and virtual schedule is always posted on my social media stories, and you can book me there or via email. There's going to be a ton of shows I'm doing this weekend where I'm performing and speaking and mentoring, so make sure you check out my stories. We'll be back next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time with a brand new episode with professional comic producer and actor Chris Williams. I'm Sade Champagne, and thanks for listening to my radio show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. 
Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, joy is our superpower. Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. We will blossom like a flower, fill our mouths with laughter, gives us strength to glow. Special guest comedians, funny stories, segments too. We want to know what makes you laugh, what brings you joy when you are blue. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your family, tell a friend. Laughter is a gift for all, so share your smile and let's stand tall. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne.